You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. LCP tracker and founder Mark Douglas have been helping the country understand the numerous benefits of prevailing wage. Prevailing wage has over 100 years of history. Overwhelmingly, objective research has demonstrated that states with prevailing wage laws don't increase construction costs, but have many associated benefits. I will explore these benefits and the subject of prevailing wage in more detail when I'm interviewing Mark. Mark, welcome to the studio. Oh, thank you, Rick. I really appreciate you having me here. It's good to have you here. I'd like to thank, thank I'd like to thank our advertisers, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and T and Company for sponsoring our program. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show or my firm, Critical Mass, then visit our website, Critical Mass for business.com. All those words are spelled out. All right, let's get back to the interview. Let's start very simply, Mark. Can you define the term prevailing wage and give us a little bit of a sense about its history? Yeah, absolutely, Rick. I think there's a lot of confusion about prevailing wage. It's it's not a union wage. A lot of people do think it is. It's what it is. It's the average wage a carpenter, a plumber, an electrician gets paid in a given geographic region, which is typically a county. Okay. So how much a carpenter gets paid in Orange County would be the average wage. Now, if the predominant number of workers are union in that area, then, of course, their wages are going to be prevailing. Right. Or if but, it's a more expensive place to live, yeah, the wages might be a little more uh, higher because of other, that. Yeah, but right. we see wages from as in a laborer from $10 an hour to $30 an hour across the United States, okay. depending on where they live. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about the history, then, of prevailing wage. Prevailing wage started about 100-plus years ago. Actually, 1870s, 1880s were some of the first laws in Kansas and um, the real big first law was Davis-Bacon in 1932. Right. Uh, that, what it was done was to create a bid equalizer. Because government agencies have to go with low bid, what they uh, found was a lot of uh, contractors would come in with unskilled workers, uh, illegal workers, or legal or workers from uh, other states that were maybe in a lower wage rate. Okay. And they would come and compete with maybe a region that had a higher wage rate. So the, that contractor could then come in for a lower cost, but and we'll get to why there's no cost difference in a little while, but they would right. come in with a lower cost because the government agent had to go with the low bid. They right. would have to hire this company who often would bring in unskilled labor and the, thus create a problem for the actual construction project itself. So government agencies are mandated to use low-cost bid? In Many general, times? yes, in most general. of the time. Yeah, and unless then. it's a design build, or a, but they have to go low bid. Right. So this was a way for the government agencies to ensure that they were getting quality labor on all their projects and licensed uh, contractors. Okay. So I imagine in the arc of the hundred years that it's been around, it's ebbed and flowed, maybe in popularity or at least perception. I- I'm so excited. We're talking with uh, Mark Douglas. He is the president and CEO of LCP Tracker here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Um, as we talked, as we were as we were prepping for the show. So, my sense is sometimes the concept of prevailing wage doesn't always hit the CEO of a middle market company in a positive way. May, may, they may feel like this is some type of uh, way of creating more cost in the system. And we're going to talk about some of the myths of that in a minute. But how is prevailing wage viewed today in the general marketplace? Uh, I think it's actually uh, fairly split. I think okay. it's, it's a fairly 30-plus po- states have their own prevailing wage laws. 
uh, plus all federal work is prevailing wage. Okay. And there's 20 states that don't have prevailing wage, but many of those jurisdictions, even in those states, create their own prevailing wage laws. Hmm. And I think the reason is is because they found all the benefits of it. Okay. So uh, and we can talk about. Yeah, that. we're going to talk. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, because actually right. we're going to be talking about some of the many benefits of having a prevailing wage law. We've got about five minutes left in our first segment, so let's talk about. LCP Tracker. You're the president and CEO and the founder of this firm. Why did you start this company? Well, it, it, back in uh, 2001 and 2002 or so, I, I saw an opportunity in the California marketplace to offer a uh, compliance solution that was all manual. Uh, and I saw that uh, there was an opportunity to help workers actually get paid what they're supposed to get paid and help contractors who are trying to do the things right, right compete in a fair way against their competitors that would compete fairly. Why did you care? Well, it just it, it came from a history of... I'm glad you did. I'm just yeah. wondering, what was, the mo- what was the internal motivation to say, I can solve that problem? That's what entrepreneurs do. Yeah. Uh, it, it just came from a, a, a place where I, I felt like I could help people, I could build a business upon that, uh-huh. uh, I could... Uh, Okay. I, I could offer a service that was very efficient for everybody across the board, the government agency, the contractor, and then in the end, the employee is the one that gets to benefit, the worker. So it sounds like you built a business to do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, is that my – but that's what it sounds like, right? Help the people who want to do the right thing to do the right thing and get credit for it and track it and everybody. And exactly. To do the right thing, to comply with the rules right. so that everybody can compete fairly, and then – Create a, a, a tool where it's efficient for everyone. Okay. The government agency, the contractor, and the employee. So I imagine the product that you offer in the marketplace today is different than what you had in 2001. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, way different. Yeah, it's, it's much more expanded, of right. course. Yeah. Was technology an underpinning always of LCP Tracker? Were the original processes built on technology? Or yeah, not? yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was one of the very first uh, web-hosted service uh, products really? on the market. Yeah, I think Salesforce beat me right. and a couple others, but I kind of followed Salesforce.com's uh, example of ho- having a web-hosted service. Right. I came out with that in 2003, and that was a difficult thing to you know try to convince <laughs> school districts and agencies to, <laughs> yeah. to use a web-hosted service. Right. Now it's co- yeah, yeah. commonplace. Now right? it's common, but right. I was a pioneer in that, right. yeah, yeah, wow. in that technology. Excellent. So what is LCP Tracker today, then? LCP Tracker, what we do is we collect, check, and monitor labor compliance documentation, including prevailing wage, survey payrolls, from the contractors in the field on the web. We, we do all of this automation of what we collect. We verify it's correct. They're not missing data. So we automate the entire process for a contractor to, to submit his documentation every week okay. through a web-hosted service. Okay. And wh- how does that help the contractor? Well, the, what my clients say is it cuts about fifty to eighty percent of their administrative work wow. out of it because it was an old paper system. Okay. Now it's all electronic. Once they get our their data in our system, it's all memorized. Right. And then it changes from week to week, but we memorize eighty, seventy, eighty percent of it, and then whatever changes, changes, and we have a really awesome way to collect data from their payroll systems, from and a way for them to submit this data. So. Everybody across the board, from the agency, the prime contractor, the subs, all say 50 to 80 percent improvement mm-hmm. in efficiency. Well, and do you have a sense for the employees? Because they tend, I would think they're getting, let me ask you this question. In your experience, have there ever been contractors who report one thing as far as wage rates and actually pay another? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's. 
the thing is, it's been a very common practice in the construction industry to maybe have a day's wage rather than an hourly wage. Okay. You know, not all contractors. Many, many contractors are just fabulous. Right. Uh, but there are the ones that won't. And so, you know, when you work when you work a day, you work you might work twelve hours, but you're on a day's mm. wage and you're only getting paid eight. Okay. So you don't get any overtime. Okay. Well, the guy that's doing it right that's paying the overtime because he's, you know, having to do this on a per project basis or whatever the need required. Right. It's got a additional cost there that the other guy's not paying, he's putting on the backs of that employee. Wow. So, no. And so what's happening in the industry is as this is becoming more of a monitor-controlled environment, more and more of the contractors are complying now, you know, um, to meet those requirements. And so what we're seeing is more people are getting paid correctly that maybe didn't used to. Which is your original goal. Yeah, which is the original so goal. So it's yeah. really fulfilling it then. It, and it's, it's evolving into that goal. And, 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 and there's some other things that are occurring, too, with yeah. the fact that, Many times these projects require apprentices, so the opportunity for an apprentice to get a job is monitored right. and then tracked. Whereas a lot of times they, you know, they won't do that unless there's a prevailing wage job. Right. So then these folks that are young that maybe are disadvantaged or come from a poor area can, you know, prevailing wage provides for the funding of most of the apprenticeship programs. And, and that's only the tip of the iceberg on the benefits of prevailing wage, which we're going to get into in yeah. the next segment, right? Yes. Okay, so let's, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about some other things. I've got a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover with Mark Douglas here in the next uh, segment. So stay tuned to Critical Mass Radio Show. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. <laughs> Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies UPS valuable protection. insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MDN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months, or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. Before we get in there, all right. 
I just want to share with you my experience as a member of Center Club. Many of you know that I've been a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa for over six years now. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings, my annual executive conferences, and my daily business meetings at the club. I found the staff to be professional and courteous. My guests enjoy meeting at Center Club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms, dining rooms, and common areas. If you're looking for a place to conduct meetings, host events, and meet some of Orange County's most successful business leaders, then consider joining Center Club in Costa Mesa. For information regarding club membership and private events, like maybe a birthday party or a wedding, please visit the club's website at center-club.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Mark Douglas, who is the CEO and president of LCP Tracker, is here. As you know, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, literally several hundred former guest websites whose CEO have appeared on the show, and the company has placed the audio player of the interview on their website. Since we started our show in 2009, we've reached over 170,000 listeners with our podcast. Simply type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, in your podcasting software to subscribe. All right. I said uh, earlier, and actually in the open, you started to touch on the mark, a little bit of the benefits of prevailing wage. So could you help our audience to understand from your research and the work that you've done in this field, what are some of the other benefits of prevailing wage laws? Yeah, I can go over a few of them. So first of all, there's this myth that it's a lot more expensive uh, to do a prevailing wage project. Right. But really it's not. There's dozens of studies now that really it's about equal. Okay. And the reason that is is labor takes up about 22 to 25% of a construction project. And so when you pay people a little more on their wages, you think it's going to cost a lot more. But the most you can really get out of that savings would be 5%. Well, but most of the time when you hire a high-skilled worker, they're going to do the work faster. So you get an efficiency gain right. of about 13 to 15% on the average prevailing wage project versus a non-prevailing wage project. Okay. So that equalizes the cost right there. Right. Also, that people don't realize that prevailing wage really funds most of the apprenticeship programs. So it, prevailing wage is really the funding source for the university system for our craft trades in this country. How does that? Tell me how. Well, a lot of the funds uh, in California, so so forth. There's an hourly amount that has to be deducted for each hour paid on a prevailing wage project, and then that dollar amount goes into a fund. Okay. That then workers can go to and, and tr- get in these training programs that are paid for. Wow. So workers get to get trained in the university program based on the funding that's created out of prevailing wage projects. Right. So that's the university system. When you compare our construction folks here, they're highly trained, highly skilled workers mm-hmm. compared to other countries that don't have this. You can see Mexico, right? Right. So there. So you get your, your university apprenticeship programs through this uh, law. Okay. You also have a 15% reduction of uh, deaths and a 50% reduction in injuries uh, on a prevailing wage project versus non-prevailing. So what that results in... So safety is something... Safety is huge. So the training and the precautions that people take. Well, and they're usually run by a better managed company, so they they do a better job in in doing safety things. You know, when you dig a trench, if you don't put trench walls in, they can collapse and kill someone. Right. Well, in a prevailing wage job, that's probably just not going to happen. So you have a lot less deaths, a lot less injury, which causes you to have less workers' comp, less people going off the payroll and on the government tolls. So it's a revenue gain to the uh, government agency because you're having people work paying taxes versus getting injured and getting on a a workers' comp 
plan. Right. Plus, the company that employs them, they're they're going to be paying a higher workers' comp if they have more incidents yeah. too. So that yeah. saves them. And then, uh, and then another big cost, which is not factored in, is uh, it's about fifteen percent higher on the maintenance cost on the average non-prevailing wage project versus the prevailing wage project. What do you mean by that? The long-term maintenance of oh, the building. Really? The quality of the building is always built better, and and there's many studies that show there's about a 15% okay. higher maintenance cost on the long-term use of that facility. And in your your opinion, these are unbiased research yeah, projects? Yeah, in fact, I, I've got okay, – yeah, you know, I, I trust our you. website, we have uh, okay, that's the studies idea. all yeah, posted right. with, with where I got this data from. Okay. Yeah. All right. These are not my studies. These are not my numbers. These are came out of studies okay. from universities and different places, yes. Did you realize all these – downline benefits when you started LCP Tracker to to address the issue of getting people paid fairly? No, I had no uh-huh. idea. Yeah, I, I learned this as I as I grew into the business right. and as I started studying because I I saw a lot of people making like just bold, wild statements. I've I've, I've seen congressmen make statements. <laughs> no congressmen, U.S. congressmen, U.S. congressmen yeah, making statements that if we cut the prevailing wage laws, we'll save twenty percent on our construction costs. And I'm like, that just doesn't mathematically add up. I mean, it, it, there's only 22%, 25% that's actually labor. Wow. If you cut 30% of the labor cost of right. the hourly rate, that it can only equal like a 5% reduction. It's so just math. It's just simple math. So when people start making these broad statements, I started looking into it, looking at the research and going, okay, let's let's start publicizing what's real right you could, you're you're entitled to your opinion sir but not your facts right, right? it sounds That's, like you have the facts from which you can form your opinions but you shouldn't make a statement of an opinion that sounds like it's based in fact exactly 20 percent over you know we could save 20 percent when in fact it's just not possible it's not possible not mathematically possible so thank you for calling them out on it yeah right <laughs> yeah I, I i believe in that we all ought to have shared facts Shared facts, and then present your opinion based on those shared facts. You may have philosophies about it. Why do people attack prevailing wage then in that way, Mark? I I think it's the the misunderstanding of the facts. When somebody makes those statements, they think, oh, we can save all this money. But when they don't understand all the benefits and they're not really saving the money, I think the argument will go away. I think that's a. Uh, I like these teachable moments here in Critical Mass Radio Show, and, and Mark Douglas just gave us one, and especially as leaders. Make sure what you present as facts are facts. Do a little bit of research. Don't believe what somebody tells you. Look at the numbers yourself because people may lose a little bit of confidence in you if you're stating facts incorrectly or overstating them, right? Yes, Okay. I believe that. We've got a few minutes left here. I wanted to ask you uh, an important question. Uh, we do it from time to time here in Critical Mass Radio Show, and I think it's very appropriate, and uh, we call it our guiding principle question. We've written three versions of our book on the guiding principle. Hundreds of CEOs have given us the answer here. I want to give you the opportunity of all the things you've learned in business, Mark Douglas, and as you've put together LCP Tracker and you continue to grow it and expand it, do you have an overarching philosophy, a kind of a business approach to what we call the guiding principle for how you're leading and growing your firm. And would you share that? Yes. In fact, I do. And, okay. and I, I developed this over the last four or five years. And okay. what I truly believe is you've got to provide value every time you touch your customer, your employee, your partners, your vendors, whoever they may be, you create value in that relationship. And that value doesn't have to be money. I mean, it's oftentimes it's money. But it can be uh, you know, just being a friend. Uh, it can be caring about them in a time of need. It could be, but it's you feel value when you touch them. Hmm. And when you do that, you're going to be ultimately extremely successful because, you know, then you end up loving everybody and everybody loves you. And it's just right. a, it's an amazing experience I have with my employees and my partners. And Yeah, you read my mind. How, how do you bring that to the culture? 
of LCP Tracker to the employees. How, how do you translate that to them? I think you demonstrate it through your leadership okay. and doing it yourself and trying to bring value each time you touch them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I've been touting it forever, you know, and helping. And I, and I try to teach it and, and I encourage it in my culture. And I help my people to say, well, how, you know, if a customer calls and they're upset about something, you know, credit them. Whatever it takes, mm. you make them happy. Right. And so everybody has learned that this is what we do, and we have the most amazing experience. I mean, I, my support department gets just unbelievable, you know, compliments constantly. Everybody, you know, my project managers, my develop, everybody that works for the company gets compliments from the people we deal with, and I, so I think it has permeated my culture in a great way. Um, it, it sounds like to me that it's always a win-win. In your world, right? Create value. Make sure the people there's a win there for them. Yes, you, you, yeah, you have to, you have to make sure they feel whatever they bought from you or whatever time they spent with you, they got something out of it, right? And and then you got something back. Yeah, you're right. right. It's a win-win. Because I, I have seen uh, businesses that I feel like they're set up on a win-lose, and I'm the loser, yeah. right? They are the winner. Yeah. And as soon as you, you get that sense, you, it really changes the dynamic of the relationship. Yeah, I look at some great companies that are kind of my role models. Okay. It's, it's the, the Starbucks, American Express, Southwest Airlines. Every time they touch me, I feel valued. <laughs> there you go. Right? And that's their brand. And that's their brand. That's right? the brand. And I go, I love dealing with this company. How do I give them more business? Exactly. So I don't want to do business with anybody else because I love right. the value they give me every time they touch me. Oh, this is great. Thank yeah. you. I, I always enjoy asking that question when I get a chance to ask it because even though we've been asking it for years, it takes us in a new avenue and there's always a new place to go and talk. And thank you for sharing your guiding principle with us. You're welcome. Okay. We only have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Mark Douglas, so I'm just going to have to ask you, how would somebody learn more about your firm, LCP Tracker, online if they wanted to? Well, we're we're pretty well knowledgeable on the Google. That's because we're a software company. So if you type LCP Tracker, you're going to find us. You type anything about labor compliance, you will, you will be there. So that's the yeah. LCP. Yeah, yeah. L- Larry, uh, Larry Charlie Paul, our right. labor compliance program. Right. Yeah. So you'll, you'll find us. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll be there. Okay. And as far as education and people who want to learn more, you said earlier there's research on your website. Are there other are there other tools and things like that for people who want to learn more about yeah, prevailing wage, etc.? Yeah, we ha- we have a whole educational section on our website. We have a lot of educational videos. Uh, in fact, some of this information I gave you is on an article that I wrote. Okay. With all the studies that are that I've gotten the information from, so they can get on there and get that information. So. Well, thank you for being a friend of the program and giving a little bit of your time here today and sharing a bit about what you've done. I'm, uh, I was impressed with why, the why of how you started this business. And as I've got to learn more about what you're doing, it, I was excited to have you on the show because I think you're not only a good entrepreneur but a good role model. So thanks for being a part of our community as well. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate it. And I think it was a great opportunity for me to actually kind of hone in my uh, – some of the questions you asked were, were good, challenging questions and made me actually want to really – articulate them a little more clearly oh. which is good because now I, I can do that i think you right. know, after your show and after meeting you so. i'd like to have you back on maybe in the future to talk about some exciting new things and avenues for revenue that you see building in the business would you want to come back maybe in seven yeah, half years yeah i have some exciting things coming yeah, up so, so we don't I'd, have time to get to. into it today yeah but i'll have you back and we can talk about that because i love that entrepreneurs on who build a business and see a market but then see adjacent markets that either are of equal size or multiples of that size because you've you've solved the need and now that need appears in other areas. 
Yeah, and that's going to happen. And that sounds like what's happening with you. So that's a tease, what we call in the business a tease, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Mark Douglas will be back on after June in the second half of the year. We're going to be talking about that in more detail. But right now, we're going to get the studio ready for Dr. Chip Espinoza. He's going to be in here talking about his second book, Millennials Who Manage, How to Overcome Workplace Perceptions and Become a Great Leader, after these words from our sponsors. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based and Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tnco.me. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 